started. Good morning. We have a daft to do today. And uh, although the daft doesn't look that long, it's very deceiving. <laughs> it's a long daft because it's uh, packed. Okay, so we're going to do a review of yesterday's daft. Yesterday's daft, Kuf Chof Zayin, number 127. And today is number 128. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So, what did we learn yesterday? We were talking about um, the rat, the sand rat, that's a mixture of uh, sand and an animal. Um, a very interesting creature. Um, not getting involved in uh, what its uh, status is or you know, how does that such a thing can exist. Let's leave that for the commentaries. But... I thought it's a myth. I thought it's like a... Like a it certainly was a believed to be so, for oh, sure, yeah. in ancient history. Yeah. If you read all, a lot of... A short time ago. A lot of people read up on it, and they, they all of these people observed it. A lot of people observed it and actually saw something that looked like that. So, I don't know. <clears throat> Whatever it is... Maybe it died down. So, um, the, uh, so, basically, we talked about... I think we started from the mission. Is that yes. right? Yeah, right. we started from the mission. So we talked about the egg of a sheretz that's formed, the body's inside of it, but it say, has the same situation as the bone that we saw, that unless there's a hole, so there's access points, there's nothing to worry about. I mean, basically, you can't convey tumah through a sealed shell of an egg. However, if there's a hole, then it will convey tumah. And then we talked about the rat that's mixture between uh, flesh and dirt. So, what, what the if you touch the flesh part, you will be tummy. If it's dead, that is, and the dirt part not, uh, you'll be tar. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, if they are touching the dirt part that's right opposite the fleshy part, then you will also be tummy. Um, and we saw in the Gemara, why? Um, how do you know that even the egg is tummy altogether? Because it says hat That's including even the beitzes asheretz. And the Kulis Hasheretz, now what if it's not formed? Maybe it's uh, un, you know, like an egg you know, before the body is formed inside. That's why he says that uh, we learn from Hasheretz, just like Hasheretz is already the body formed, so to the egg, we don't mean the egg where it's just yolk on the inside. Um, and that's what we say from, um, and now how do you know that without a hole it's not going to convey tumma? Because it says Hanogea, you have to be able to touch it, then it's Yitma, has to be at least the potential of touch in order for it to convey tuma, and the, how big of an opening does it need, we saw it's kichut hasaira, the size of a hair's breadth. That's all that's required. Okay, which brings us to um, the, the, this half rat. So Shuman Levi says that uh, it's only going to convey tuma when it's from top to bottom formed. If it's not fully formed on one side, then it doesn't convey tuma. And um, um, that's what Rabbi Yishuma Levi says. Uh, some say Rabbi Yishuma Levi is talking about the Reisha. Even when you're touching the fleshy side, it needs to be a full, a full half. And then if you touch it, it's, it's considered Basar, but otherwise not. Others put it on the Seifa and say that in Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, who says that you can touch the dirt side, that's only if the flesh side is full half. So if you hold it so on the Reisha that it needs to be full half, then surely in the safe you do. You hold it in the safe, then maybe in the ratio, as long as you're touching the fleshy side, it will convey tumma, and that's uh, and that's what we said. Um, we went into the Jerusha. The next piece was about um, how do you know that we exclude the Achbor Shebeyam, the ocean rat, how do you know it's excluded? 
So it's based on the comparison that Chulda is one of the Shmona Shratim, one of the Shratim. It's a weasel. And just like a weasel is uh, only on land, so too um, uh, the Akbar should, is only the land animal that's being referred to here. Or on the other side, it's anything called weasel, so too by Akbar, anything called Akbar. And since Akbar Shebiyam is also called Akbar, so that would be good enough. That was the uh, two sides, and then we uh, came to the conclusion based on the Pasuk of Al Ha'aretz. Al Ha'aretz means on the ground, and uh, that's how we know that it's only the land species. Now, what if it goes into the ocean? A land rat gets drowned in the ocean or in any water. How do you know that it's still conveys Tuma? That's what it says. Also, Hashorates, wherever it's Shorates, so that's how we got the Drasha. So the Gemara says maybe Shorates. It means that he, he, he lives there, he goes there. But if it's dead and floating in the water, that's not a short. That's what it's called. Here's a Hashorit means more than just um, more than what you think it means. It doesn't just mean what do you think it means? Multiplying? Multiply, yeah. That's so part of what it means, but it also so means it to goes in that area. No, it also means to to crawl, to like Yeah, right. That's the to idea. creep and crawl. So that's also that thing floating in the water, you know? Shkaya, shkaya. Wow, thank you very much. But I'm not going to drink the whole cup, so I'll put it over the way for you. That's okay. All right. I'll go, we come back and get some more. Uh-oh. Okay. All right. Good. Anyway, do you understand the difference? So a is a broad meaning. I understand. So therefore, if it's creeping and crawling in the water, that's also. That's all. No, no, but if it's a dead one, gets in the water, that's what... It doesn't matter. Once it's it's shorates, wherever it's if it obviously it started off alive in the water, till it drowned, okay? So that's okay. good enough. That's a, obviously okay. it only conveys to when it's dead. But the point is, okay. it's called Malcolm Shisho. It's wherever it okay. was found crawling. It's good enough to be considered okay. uh, sure a that it's conveying to okay. All right. Now, ha, maybe we should learn from a shoritz a limitation, a mute, because maybe it's only when it's paravirava, like a normal, uh, like a normal animal. So we said again, it's based on the comparison to a weasel, just like a weasel procreates in the normal fashion, so too, only uh, only Akhbarim that procreate in the normal fashion. Not um, not from spontaneous generation like the like the sand rats do. So the Gemara, on the other hand, says, yeah, that's nice, but uh, maybe it's the other way around. Look, just like weasel, we, all things that are called weasel are included, so too by Akhbar, all things that are called Akhbar are included. So that's the flip side. So the Gemara says, it's uh, the way we know that it's included is from another Pasuk of Basheretz, and that's how we got even that one. So that's basically the drasha. Now, the half one is included from the extra word Basheretz. So now one of the rabbis, it doesn't say his name, said to Rava, maybe Basheretz is coming to include this half rat, half dirt rat, they mm-hmm. we're talking about sand rats, whatever you want to call them. Hashoretz is saying anything that is Shoretz, even an Achbar Shabiyah. I it says alaretz. Maybe alaretz means that it's only metame alaretz, but it's not metame in the water. So no matter what, as soon as anything mm-hmm. goes in the water, it's not metame. That's the thing. You know, we're using okay. all the words up, and you're just flipping which drasha to say. So how did you know the darshan alaretz to say that it's only land rats and not the ocean rat? And we said that the shoretz means that, but if it's in the ocean, it's still going to convey toma. Maybe punktvakir. That's the question. Maybe it's just the opposite. So on that he says that would be very illogical. Why? Because once you are admitting or that, that the, the, the rats that are produced, that live in the water, 
are the same as the ones on the land, so then the water is no different than the land in that logic, basically. It's just like land produces Tuma, the water produces Tuma. So why anything that goes in the water should become tar? It's illogical, you understand? The Pasuk would be countering what it just said. So, but if you say that water taka doesn't produce um, um, tummy, tamiano, the, t- these tummy things, only the land does. So then, but if it's in the water, you might think that it doesn't. That it, but a land animal that's in the water, you might think is then therefore not tummy. Comes up along the bus and tell you even since it's a land one, even though it's in the water, it's still tummy. So that's the that was the answer to the question. Very uh, insightful answer. Anyway. So then the Gemara's next thing was, is that, uh, but uh, there's a problem because we use the Pazuk of Ala'aretz to, to teach us something else, which is Safik Toma Tzafa, which basically means if a person goes in water and it's a Safik, whether he touched a, a dead Sheretz or not, so we rely on the fact that he did not. Even though normal Safik Toma, we are machmir bishus hayachid. We take the strict sense in private domains and the lenient sense in the in the public. But when it comes to water, we always take a lenient stance. So even if it's in your private pool and you went swimming, and then afterwards you notice that there's a dead rat there, and I just did laps, and now I want to know: Can I eat my korban pesach tonight? The answer is yes. Yes, you can. Why? Because it's suffik toma tzafa, and it's only ala aretz that we assume toma. We don't assume Tumma in the water. You understand? In Suffolk. If you picked up the rat, nothing to talk about. Then you got to go to the mikvah, etc. Okay, so you got the answer. Oh, anyway, so the Gemara says, don't worry, there's two al so one for that and one for the other. Okay. Now, um, we talked about um, some other very interesting things yesterday's daf. We talked about the tzav. Limineu. So one of the species of the Shmona Shratzim, it mentions the word Limineu. Limineu means that there is multiple species within Sav. It's a broad category. So what Sav, is Sav, again? Sav I, I was always taught to translate Sav as a toad. Uh, a toad. 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 Uh-huh. A toad. It like, looks exactly like a frog. That's what yeah. Rashi, I think, translates. Other other commentaries translated that it's some form of lizard. It's you know uh, something like that, whatever. Okay. But anyway... Um, not exactly a toad. I'm not sure how Rabbi Artscroll or Rabbi Sonsinos translates uh, Tzav. Does it? Do they even translate it? I don't know. <laughs> you have to find toad, it. Toad okay. They're yeah, translating actually, toad. Yeah. What? what? The, the eight categories of Shratzing, they include all these these marine Shratzing also? Or, uh, can we call them Shratzing? No, no, no. Oh, that's what we said. We said it excluded. That was the whole thing. The whole it was thing excluding is, the ocean ones. So, so what, what do we call those? They're not Shratzing. They're... What do you mean? They're fish. Whatever they're they fish. Are. They're ducking. So, so like, <laughs> say a lobster. It's not specifically <laughs> a lobster. A lobster. It doesn't have... It doesn't have fins and scales. Yeah. That's all. Mm-hmm. So, so all crustaceans. It's, 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 it's not conveying tumma. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about conveying tumma in the sheretz. No, it is called. It's, it's in the category of a sheretz. No, 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 no. It's not a sheretz. A sheretz are are those eight species listed, and we don't know what all what they are, but we know that we're, what they're. We know basically what they are. You know, there's a, a few possibilities. But they don't transmit the tumma like the shratzim. Shratzim are able to be transmitting yes. tumma even bechadash, even a very light, very Small tiny amount. amount. Yeah. Um, <coughs> only when they're dead, of course. <laughs> And only, but that's those eight and only those eight specific species. Eight species. Now, uh, like I said, Tzav is a, is a Luminehu, so that's a broader species. Right. Even the Arvad, which is some type of sub, 
species of tzav is included in that, whatever that is. Okay, we don't know what an arbet is yet. We also said the salamander, nephilim, doesn't even explain what any of these species are. It's some, some subcategory of, of, of a tzav. Okay? okay. Now, the, the Rebbe Kiva, when he got to this apostle over here, he, was, uh, he said, He was very impressed that, uh, that every creature has a habitat that it can survive in, and outside that habitat, it will die. And that's, uh, and that's how it works. In other words, the ocean, ca- uh, ocean species all need the ha- habitat to survive. If they're on land, they can't live. And the same, the ones that are on land can't live in the sea. And, uh, and there's also uh, those that live in oxygen and those that live only in fire. And the ones that live in fire can't live in the oxygen. And those that live in oxygen can't live in the fire. Now, what a species lives in the oxygen, that was the salamander, because uh, living in fire. Um, there, so Rashi explains that, they, that uh, there's a, uh, this creature, it's called the fire salamander. Again, it was also well known in all traditions about this salamander. And no, but I'm saying it's like, it's, it's strange. You know, there's like, even though none of us have ever seen a fire salamander, whatever it is that's living in the fire, but whatever it is, it was, it was documented in many secular, not, nothing to do with Jewish, ex, the existence oh, yeah, oh, yeah. of such a species. What is this species? Rashi explains that it's produced from myrtle branches when you light them up in a fire, and you have a fire from myrtle branches together with some type of kishof produces this animal, and that animal is, um, is called a salamander, and its blood, if you can take its blood and rub it on your skin, it will make you impervious to fire. That's what it is. So it's a... They found this magic. seed for a tree that only germinates when it gets really high temperatures, like 500 okay. degrees Fahrenheit, so it needs a forest fire in order to propagate. I wonder if there could be an animal out there that's that, a similar that has thing. has an egg and it will only... Its eggs uh, maybe live on the, in, in the myrtle things, yeah, whatever. Yeah, and, and the energy is only... Uh, it only uh, proceeds no. if it uh, reaches a certain temperature. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, well, anyway, mushroom too. Yeah, well, there's a mushroom that goes. It comes right after the fire. Mushroom shows up all the places in Alaska. Oh yeah. And they say right after the fire. So maybe those those things produce too. Who okay. Knows? Who knows? Okay. Listen. The there's a lot the about the world that we don't the know. The heat okay. causes them to really, put, you know, to come up. Okay. So it knows. There's a lot of things we don't know. Okay. Anyway, but bottom line is that's what uh, that's what uh, Rabbi Akiva was very impressed with. Now. We said uh, that an interesting phenomena that all land animals have a corresponding animal in the sea. So we, that's how it works, okay? Um, the one notable exception is the weasel. There's no such thing as a species in the sea that corresponds or appears similar to um, the weasel, which is fascinating. Why just the weasel? I don't know. But it's well... Okay, anyway, that's the, that's the point. And it's based on, there's a Pasuk that illustrates this because it, um, when, the, when, the, when the Pasuk says, Hazinu kol Khaled, he's talking to the people of our land dwellers, and it refers to as Khaled, meaning Khulda, because Khulda is only on land. Okay, so that's the way to describe You live amongst the weasels because you're a land dweller, because the weasels don't exist in the sea, which just happens to be very fascinating. Anyway, so we talked also about the, uh, okay, thank you very much. It's convenient. You don't even have to get up. Okay. Anyway, so um, we talked about we talked about uh, some interesting places. There's uh, these animals in Neresh are not really land animals. 
um, uh, I heard, you know, some type translate the bibri is actually beavers, beavers of Nersh, which are, they're called sea creatures, they're actually sea creatures, according to what it's saying. Anyway, the bottom line is this place called Nersh, um, everything about it is bad, um, and that's what he's saying, they don't want to listen to the word of God, they're bad people, and if a Narsha kisses you, says Rav Gidl in the name of Rav, count your teeth afterwards, because you don't know if he just slipped one out, okay? Um, and, um, uh, so after a certain age, you're safe. Yeah, there you go. See that? After what? After a certain age, you're safe. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. Okay. Um, I guess so. We're getting there. Okay. Um, uh, now, anybody from Narpakod, if he keeps you company, uh, you should right away be suspicious. He's not giving you company just because he likes your conversation. It's because he likes your jacket. Okay. And if a Pimpadisa keeps you company, you better not tell him where you're staying that night because uh, he's up to no good. So you, you lie to him, tell him, I'm not really staying. You know, tell him where you're staying, and then don't stay there. Okay. Well, I was surprised I heard that when we learned this yesterday. Pumbisa is supposed to be the seat of one of the greatest yeshivas in the world, right? Exactly, like, right. How can that, because you know, learning the Torah didn't bring something to elevate that But the city, city itself, you know. It's, is well, it for we Jews? learned Torah in a city is supposed to elevate the surroundings. They go right? so well. We're great yeah. Torah scholars, and it didn't have any that effect. I, that is, a, you know what? It's... Uh, they get smart enough how it's to possible. be the best thieves. It's possible, right. They, they're they're, they're galantists. Oh, who knows? I don't know. <laughs> no, there were a lot of Rabbanim, a lot of the great Rabbanim, who did not... <clears throat> Who did not think highly of the of the cities that they were from? Okay, uh, he, you know, the, so there were stories of Rava and all the various cities that, uh, and he's like, even where the yeshivas were. Even no, they were the rabbanim of this uh, place, and oh. they just but didn't they think they, were, they, they didn't well think very enough. highly of the very. I mean, obviously, we're li- our whole gemaras are based on these rabbanim, Rabbi and Rava, and. Um, and uh, the place in Masa Machsaya is the town, and they, he did not think very highly of the people of his town. Did not like them at all, thought very poorly of them. So it's two different dinim, you know what I mean? The people in a place and the yeshiva, yeah. it doesn't automatically equate. That's sometimes right. sometimes, sometimes it's different. Fantastic lawyers. Yeah, that's that. right because they're trained in arguing so, okay so exactly therefore and they, and if and it's, hard to figure it's two out. different it's good it's a good question but it you know unfortunately it, it doesn't, doesn't automatically match okay okay um, there was a story where uh, this Rafuna Bartuta came to this place and uh, very interesting he saw a snake wrapped around the tzav and they were like hanging out too too close and sure enough there was this a toad? A toad, right. Yeah, it translates as toad, right. Um, and an arva, this creature, came out from the, amongst, from the two of them. Apparently, it was produced by them. It was a crossbreeding of, of these two, of the toad and the, and the snake. snake. Uh, came to Rabbi Shimon Achasen and told him what I saw. He says, what do you think? God is bringing, uh, is, is basically uh, doing a midah connect midah, measure for measure, on the, on the people of that town. The people over, over there were involved in producing climb. They were creating creatures that, of, that were crosses between different, uh, different species. And uh, so Hashem also brought uh, different species together. Uh, they want, God didn't want those species to exist, and you're making them. So, oh, well, I'll make some species, and you don't want to exist by crossbreeding them. And apparently this toad, uh, together with the snake, produces a very dangerous you know, species that was killing people. Okay, But anyway, that's the idea. And uh, even though that's something that should not have been possible according to natural law, because natural law requires, in order to have 
uh, procreation needs to have relations the same way, the same manner, and have the same gestational period, which is not the case for the toad and the and the snake. It's very different, and yet they were, it was a miracle for punishment that they was able to do that, which is fascinating. Okay, very terrible, you know, snakes are and also toads. Very toads. Some of them are some very, very poisonous. Right, yeah. some very poisonous. Right, so so better so, together. Yeah, so that could be right. These poison dart frogs, whatever, whatever it is. Arvad, Arvad, yeah. right? Okay, an Arvad. We have no idea what what the animal looks like. Okay, the cross it. between a toad and a snake doesn't sound okay, whatever. And anyway, we moved on to dangling limbs and flesh. Okay, so that's uh, the story. So uh, the Mishnah ta- taught us that um, an interesting thing that when it comes to dangling limbs. Um, it's still attached by a thread. Mm-hmm. So the Allah is, is that it's already subject to Thomas Oakland, but it's not yet. Um, um, uh, 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 of course, it will need a Heksha to be uh, Tommy Thomas Oakland. It needs a, a Heksha, but, um, uh, but it's not yet going to be an Aver um, Menachai until it's fully detached in terms of the Tumma of Aver Menachai. If the Behema was slaughtered, so then it becomes hukshar by the blood according to Rebbe okay. Meir, but according to Rebbe Shimon it does not. And if the animal just dies, so then the meat that's, that was hanging by a thread requires hukshar because it's considered having been detached from before the slaughtering. So it didn't work. And the aver um, is going to be metame as aver menachai because it's considered that it detached right before death. But we don't say that um, that it's tame as Thomas Nevela, according to Rameir. Rabbi Shimon says it's tar. We'll get to that also. So first things first is it's only tame Thomas Oakland and not tame Thomas Nevela when it's dangling. What's the scenario? If it's heal, if it can heal, it can re, you know grow back together. You can mm-hmm. you know hold it next to it and it'll grow back to each other. So then it shouldn't even be tame Thomas Oakland. And if it can't heal, so then why? Isn't it Tamei Tumas Nevela as well? So the Gemara says that um, really it doesn't heal. And Tumas Nevela, the Pasuk specifically states by Tumas Nevela, you're not Nevela until it's Yipo. And it didn't fall off, it's still dangling. So that's the difference. Um, we saw also that uh, the limb and the meat that's hanging by a behema and Mu'urin Bechuta Cyrus is hanging by thread, a uh, hair's breadth. So um, you might think that it's Tamei Tumas Nevela. Um, that's why the puzzle says Yipol, and that's the answer. Okay, now, nevertheless, Tumas Ochlini can be, which is a support to Rabchia Bar Ashi, who also says in the name of Shmuel that when you have figs that are dried on the, on the, on the branch, okay, and they're, they're already subject to Tumas Ochlin, but if you pull it off on Shabbos, you're Chayvachata. So it's like attached and yet not attached. It's not attached as far as food goes, but it is attached as far as other things go. So as far as Shabbos goes, it's considered attached. Same thing over here. As far as Nevela goes, it's considered attached. But as far as Ochel goes, it's considered detached and a food item already. Now, we tried proving it from the law of Yerakos. Um, there were vegetables that uh, dried up on the branch, uh, like a cabbage or, or gourds. So we said it's not Tamitumas Ochlin because it's dried. But if you cut it and dried it, um, then it is Tamei Thomas Ochlin. So the Gemara says, obviously, if it's dried, how can it be Tamei Thomas Ochlin? It's not even edible. It's a piece of wood. It's like you can't eat that. So the Gemara answers, um, no, with the intent to dry, it doesn't make any difference. Bottom line is, if right now it's still edible, it's already going to be Tamei Thomas Ochlin. Bottom line is, doesn't that indicate from inference that only these two, 
species that when they're dried, they're completely in, you know, unedible when they're, when they're dried out. That's why um, it doesn't have a Thomas Ochlin while it's on the vine. But other peros would be metami Thomas Ochlin when they're dried on the vine. And what's the case? If it's dried with the, with the, bran- the branch that they're attached to is also dried out, then of course it's obvious that it would be considered detached and edible. What, what, there's nothing to talk about. It must be where the branches are still fresh and it's just the fruit that's dried and it's a, we consider it um, um, uh, and you consider it that it's, that, that it's already tummy Thomas Oakland while it's still on the branch, which is basically... There's a support to our halacha, so on that the Gemara says, not necessarily true. Could be that everything was dried out, and what was the real chiddush was for the next halacha, where that if, if even if you cut it for the intent to dry out, till it's dried out, it's still considered tamitum asochlin. Basically, it doesn't prove anything. We tried proving it from the next halacha of a tree that cracked. The branches, you know, a branch cracked, and there's fruits on the branch that cracked, so it's considered already detached. If they dried, so then it's considered mechubar. Uh, so what do you mean? Uh, it's it, just like tuluchin. It's like for all things. So isn't mechubarin for all things? And basically, it's not like the uh, what we saw before that mm. there's this quasi status. It doesn't prove anything. Just because detached means fully detached doesn't mean attached means fully attached. It could be attached partially, you know, like or for this halacha, not for the other. Bottom line is, it doesn't prove anything, and that is where we got up to yesterday and we will